You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Raise your hands. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, those of you that I saw every day, you are the stars. We celebrate you. Yes, yes. Yeah, it takes stamina. It takes stamina to wait on the Lord, to persist, to press in, and to sustain it. Not everyone is able to. Not everyone has been able to tap into that grace. It's by grace, right? It's by grace. But not everyone is able to access that grace. So I celebrate you. Amen? Amen. I think I should even give you a gift. Please stand up. Let me see. See, let me see. How many of you? Okay. Come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Yes. Yes. Oh, my word. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Okay, I want you to take all their names. Take all their names. I owe you. Okay, I owe you. I have something special for you. All right, so... Come on, let's celebrate them. Yeah, yeah. So, give your name to Munewa, and in the course of the week, I'll communicate with you. Amen. Go to your seats. Hallelujah. Yeah, those of you who almost made it. There will be another chance. <laughs> there will be another chance. Amen? Amen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's good to appreciate those who really, I know there are times that even I didn't feel like making it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no hard feelings. Okay? Just celebrate them. Don't be jealous. Okay? You have your opportunity. Yes. Now, let me just say this before I forget. On Saturday in the evening, what is happening? We're having a special miracle service on Saturday by 6 p.m. here. Okay? So, we... We are going to believe God to move in the miraculous. Okay? So, I want you to come prepared to experience God. Okay? And then next Sunday, we're going to have a special service and... uh, in this service, I'm going to anoint every one of you. It will also be a miracle service. Wow. Okay? So get ready. Amen. Yes. Come prepared. 
Don't wait to be told. Amen. Be here Amen. to experience God. Amen. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So we put that aside and we go into the Word this morning. Yes, last week we, we were talking about finishing with what? With power. And uh, today... I want to conclude this fast with what I titled Finishing to Begin. <laughs> Somebody say finishing, finishing. To, begin. to begin. All right. So are you ready to begin? Amen. We are finishing, but are you ready to begin? Amen. Yeah. If you understand God, you see that that's His nature. Amen. That's the way God operates. So God finishes before He begins. Yeah. That's how He operates. God doesn't just do things and then you just see, oh, oh, wow. This is so good. No, 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 no. Before He does it, before He begins, He finishes. Before he begins, he finishes. So whenever God is finishing something, don't think that that is the end. Because there is a beginning. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing when you read the Bible and you begin to see how God operates. And you begin to have insight into the character of God. It is just amazing. Do you know that before you were born, God saw that you'll be sitting here today? <laughs> I, I mean, that beats my mind. I don't know about you. It beats my imagination. That he has already seen our decisions before we were born. And that is why when you deal with people, you need to be careful how you deal with people. Because a lot of times, one of the challenges that we are faced with is that we deal with people based on what we know about them. And obviously, we deal with them based on their past and their present. We're not able to deal with them According to their future. Because we don't know their future. Correct? Yeah. So we make judgments. Based on the past. Who else operates like that? Satan operates like that. Yes. He uses your past to hunt you. Obviously insurance people operate like that as well. Come on, yes. Yeah, they, they use your past to determine your premium. Oh, what a shame. They can't see your future. They can't see your future. And so they, they use your past to determine well, they, your, your risk profile. Hmm? Is that not how you people do it? 
That's exactly it. Yeah. Yes. So, but they are not able to see into your future. But I have news for you. God has seen your end. So he's dealing with you, not based on now. He's dealing with you with, according to what has been concluded. That's why he's able to save to the uttermost. You think he didn't see your mistakes before he called you? You, you think he didn't see all your mess before he sent Jesus? <laughs> you must be kidding. If you think you are surprising God. <laughs> you can't surprise him. You can't. He has already finished. And then he's replaying. That replay started when you were born. Yes. <laughs> that's my God. Somebody, just tell someone, that's my God. Come on, tell someone, that's my God. That's my God. Yeah. Yeah. You see, ancestors cannot do that. No one else can. Hmm? There's no other God. I like that song we sang. Yes? He's the unchangeable God. There's no other God beside him. He even introduced himself like that. Hmm? Come on. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 46. Let's start from there. Book of Isaiah. We see here that God is speaking, verse 9, Isaiah 46 from verse 9. It says, Remember the former things of old. Okay? Remember the former things of old, he says, For I am God and there is no other. How many gods do you know that talk like this? <laughs> Say, I'm God. There's no other. It's, 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 it's amazing. All right? There's no other. He says, I am God. And there is none like me. He has searched. He can't find any. <laughs> If you are a God, just stand up and show up. <laughs> yeah. Just make your presence known if you are God. If you are like that. Look at what it says in verse 10. It says, declaring the end from when? From the huh. What is the end? The end is the conclusion. Yeah. Isn't it? So, he's declaring the end. Conclusion from the start. Wow. How, how, many, how many gods have you heard of that do that? That's my God. That's my God. Amen. Declaring the end from the beginning. So even as you are ending this fast, something is about to begin. Amen. 
Yeah, there's something beginning with this end. There's something beginning. There's a season that is beginning for you. There's a season that has begun from today. Yes. And I'm going to announce to you that season. It's a powerful season. Yes. It says, from ancient times, things that are not yet done. That's God. Things that are not yet done. He declares it. He declares it. Hmm? Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. He will do it. That's why I believe everything God has told us is going to happen. Why? Because God is not struggling to make things happen. In case you don't know. Yeah, you make plans and sometimes you're not able to execute your plans. Because you are human, right? You make plans and you don't see all the other factors that will show up tomorrow. You plan without knowing tomorrow. But he's not like that. He's not like that. He plans and he sees everything. And he puts everything in sync with his plan. Amen. I mean, if I were you, I would worship him even more. I worship him even more. I will praise him even more. And I will love him even more. Yes. Sometimes the enemy makes you think that God has missed the plot. Have you felt like that sometimes? He says, oh God, this is not part of the plan. That's what you think. That's what you think. Somebody once asked me, why... Why did God put the fruit, um, I mean the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden when he knew that Adam was going to eat it? Yeah, that's human thinking. God doesn't think like that. God put it there, but then he put the solution. Isn't it? Yeah, God put it there because of his nature. His nature is not to compel anyone to worship him. He gives you a choice between good and evil. So you don't worship him because you have no options. Yeah. So for you, you think, okay, just take it out so that man doesn't get tempted and man doesn't sin and nothing, everything will go hunky-dory. No, no, no. God is so confident in his purpose that nothing intimidates him. Nothing. And that's why you should be rest assured that everything will line up in your life. According to his will. Amen. And according to his purpose. Amen. I'm telling you. 
Adam was put in the garden. And God told him, don't eat from this tree. And we know the story how the serpent came and tempted the woman, deceived the woman, and the woman convinced her husband to eat from that tree. And of course, the guy didn't resist. He ate it. God already knew that he was going to eat it. Am I correct? God knew that he was going to eat it. And guess what? The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. It tells us about the lamb that was slain. Yes. Is it chapter 1? Chapter 5? Um, yeah. Revelation chapter 5. Let's read verse 10. What does it say? Uh, okay, no. This is, not, this is not the one I want, but let's read since we're here. Okay. Verse 5, rather. But one of the elders said to me, No, let's read from verse 1. I'm sorry. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside it and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? Who is worthy? Okay? The scroll was, hand, was there and then who is worthy? Come up and open. No one. Oh, it says, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. Couldn't even look at it. What does this symbolize? What does this, what, what has this got to do with mankind? Hmm. This was a scroll that had the destiny of the human race. Amen. There was nobody, not in heaven, on earth or under the earth. To open it. Yes? Nobody. And guess what? John is watching this thing. Verse 4 says, So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. No one. The, the guy wept. We're finished. We're doomed. Nobody, you mean nobody can unlock this thing that contains our destiny. No one. Hmm? But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. 
That is good news. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. So, his lion nature was manifested. And they called him the lion of the tribe of Judah. He prevailed. He had the power. He had the strength. He has the ability. He has the integrity. He has the purity. Do you understand? He has... He, he was sinless. He was perfect. He was tempted at all points without sin. There's nobody in heaven that was tempted without sin. Nobody. And on the earth, nobody. Don't even go under the earth. Nobody. Only one person. Sometimes people say, you Christians, you are so narrow-minded. How can you say Jesus is the only way? Huh? The, you must be open-minded. There are many ways to God. I heard a talk show host say that there are at least 99 ways to God. At least 99 ways to God. Huh? Yeah. You think God is like Joburg, that you can take different routes to get to Joburg. God is not like that. There's only one way. You call it narrow-minded, that's fine. The road is narrow. That's what the Bible says. Jesus says the road is narrow. You want to follow the broad way where everybody goes. I'm telling you, it leads somewhere else. Yeah. Hmm? So, the lamb, uh, I mean, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the scrolls and to lose its seven seals. He broke all the seals. Each one of them was broken. Yes? He unlocked your destiny. And let's read on. Come on. Look at. And I looked and behold in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood what? A lamb. A lamb. Hello. I thought you talked about lion now. Now. What is this with this lamb? The lion prevailed but on the throne is a lamb. Huh? He says, In the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. In another place, it tells us that the, la- the, 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 the lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. 13, 8. Let's read that. We'll come back to chapter 5. Chapter 13, verse 8. Look at that. And all the inhabitants of the earth will fall down in adoration and pay him homage. Everyone whose name has not been recorded in the book of life of the Lamb 
that was slain in what? Sacrifice from when? Question. When was the foundation of the world laid? Do you know? Come on, science. Where are the scientists? Intelligent, come on. Not this side. <laughs> when was the foundation laid? Ish. Huh? Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah? When? When was it laid? When was the foundation laid? Engineer, tell us. <laughs> In the beginning. <laughs> That's close. Close enough. We can somewhere around before the beginning began, but close to the beginning, right? Yes. Yes. But listen to me. The foundation of the world was laid somewhere in Genesis, isn't it? Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Then he says, that's when the lamb was slain. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's when he was slain. Question. When did Jesus die? Two thousand years ago. Who is the Lamb of God? Who is the Lamb of God? John told us in John chapter 1, he says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. When he saw Jesus. Now, he was slain from the foundation of the world. And we know the world has existed for thousands of years before Jesus came. Before Adam was created, the lamb was slain. I'm just trying to show you that he finishes before he begins. He finishes before he begins. So your life is not a dress rehearsal. You are just playing out what has been planned and concluded. Isn't that amazing? That's why God can predict. He can tell you who is going to be born in the next hundred years. He can tell you the person's name right now. Like Cyrus. Like he did in Isaiah. 100 years before he was born, the prophet prophesied. Yeah. That's like before Mary conceived, Isaiah prophesied, a virgin will conceive. He had seen her already. Before the genes, the chromosomes and everything came together, he has already seen it and identified. This is where it is going to be. 
And that's how come prophets are able to prophesy and they're able to pick certain things. Because when you move with God, you begin to, to, to um, interface the future. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You begin to interface the future and you, yeah, it's, it's a different world. Amen. But we have access to it by the Spirit. Amen. We have access to it by the Spirit. Amen. So the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. But let's go back to chapter 5 of Revelation. Look at, talking about the Lamb. It says, where did we stop? Verse 6, 7, Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us what? Kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. I have news for you. You are finishing to begin ruling. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to start ruling and reigning? On this earth, on this earth, we're not going to die now and go to heaven. The ruling starts here. Touch someone and say, don't die on me now. Don't die on me. Yes. Yes. So, it's time to, to start. You are finishing, but you are about to begin. And you are going to begin to reign. You are going to begin to rule. You are going to enter into your kingship. Because he has made you kings. And priests. You are a king. Touch someone and say you are a king. You are a king. Yes. Yeah, listen. This thing is not about gender. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, because in the spirit, you are a king. Yeah. Yes. You are a king. You, you, you want to be a queen? When the Bible says you are a king, huh? the Bible says you are a king. Take that. Receive that. You say, Pastor, but it feels somehow. Okay, ask me. How do I feel calling myself a bride? Yeah, the Bible says we're the bride of Christ. How, how, how do I feel calling myself a bride? <laughs> so receive it, you are a king. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to start ruling. 
It's time to begin to reign. You were born for such a time as this. You are born to be on top. You are born to manifest the glory of God. You are born to manifest the power of God. You are born to bring the kingdom of God into manifestation. You are a king in God's kingdom. That's who you are. By his blood, he paid for this. He broke the seal so that you can be released into your kingship. That's why nobody was able to. He alone was able to. He alone was able to prevail. And he paid a high price. So you must not allow anything to intimidate you. Begin to walk in authority. Begin to walk in power. Begin to declare the word of God. Begin to command situations. Begin to command circumstances. Command the devil to stop. To stop his nonsense. You are a king. You are finishing to begin. Because you are beginning what God has finished. Hallelujah. God has concluded it already. God has concluded it already. You are not trying to be a king. You are a king. That's who you are. That's your nature. It's your nature to rule. Ruling is what you were born to do. You are not born to be a slave. Stop having the attitude of a slave. The Bible talks about God who calls those things that be not as though they were. In Romans chapter 4 verse 17, talking to Abraham, talking about Abraham, he called him the father of many nations, even when he didn't have a son. Why? Because God has finished it. God had already finished it. God had already seen it done. And God spoke what he had already finished. But life just needed time to fulfill what God has spoken. To fulfill what God has already planned. It says, it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who believed God. Who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Do you know why he calls them? Because he has already finished. That's what gives him confidence. That's what gives him confidence to speak about you. The way he's speaking about you. He's not trying to figure out how to get you on top. You are already on top. He's not trying to figure out how to bless you. You are already blessed. You're already blessed. I'm telling you. The enemy is jealous of you. He cannot have what you have. That's why he's trying to to play games with your mind. To bring you to a place where you begin to feel inferior. And you feel you don't deserve. I pull down all those thoughts. All those thoughts of inferiority. I banish you in the name of Jesus. Kings don't have inferiority complex. 
It's a mindset of slaves, Amen. not of kings. Amen. Doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. That is strange. It's foreign to you. It's foreign to you. The enemy makes you look at your past to determine your future. I have news for you. God does not consult your past to determine your future. He doesn't and he won't. God consults his book to determine your future. He looks at what is already written about you. He looks at what has already been concluded about you. So I want you to walk out of this place with your head up. Do you you understand me? With your head high. And say, I am a king in God's kingdom. And I will rule on earth with Christ. I will rule. I will rule. You need to rule over situations. And, and, and listen, I'm, we're not talking politics here. This is kingdom. Yeah. We're talking kingdom. And you start by ruling yourself, ruling your flesh, ruling your desires, ruling your life. Amen. Begin to exercise dominion. Yes, Lord. You wake up, you don't feel like it, you tell yourself. You are in charge, not your body. Yeah, that's what we've been doing for the past 21 days. We're telling our body every time, you are not in charge. I am in charge. I determine when you eat. You don't determine when I eat. Establishing your position and enforcing your authority and declaring who you are. If you have carried the mindset of a slave, I want you to repent from that. Because that's a slap on God's face. Yeah. You are putting the the, the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus to shame. You must stop it. Stop it. You are the head and not the tail. That's who God made you. That's what he says. Listen, this has nothing to do with your circumstance. It has nothing. It has nothing to do with your circumstance. It has to do with what God is saying. So you stand on what God says. With time, your circumstance will line up. It will line up. But when you look at your circumstance and you begin to judge your life based on your circumstances, that's where you get enslaved. And you begin to tell yourself, when I become a millionaire, then I'll begin to, you know, I'll have confidence. You, you are deceived. <laughs> yeah. You don't need millions to believe God. Amen. To believe what God is saying. Yeah. God calls those things that be not. Listen to me. How do you think Abraham felt? How do you think he felt? God, I mean, his name was Abram. Okay? Abram. Let me check that scripture. 
where God changed his name. Genesis. Chapter 17. Let's turn there. Look at it. He says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I'm Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For what? I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you. Not I will. A what? I have made you a father of many nations. I have. Listen, the circumstance had not changed. It had not changed. God doesn't wait for circumstances before he introduces change in your life. Do you have the young, uh, Young's literal translation? Do you have it? Let's read it in that translation. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. And thy name is no more called Abram, but thy name hath been. Hello? Thy name... Has been Abraham. Yes. Before. Come on. It was already finished. Before he was born. God had finished it. Hallelujah. He said, For a father of multitude of nations have I made thee. When? Before. Before, learn to put faith in God rather than your situation. Before, let's read next verse. Look at what he says. He says, and I have made thee exceedingly fruitful. I have, hey, are you aware of his circumstance? Yes? Are you aware that he had no child at this time? What is God saying? Is God drunk? What is he saying? Can't he see that Sarah is barren? Can't he see she's gone past menopause? But God says, I have made thee exceedingly fruitful and have made thee become what? One man. Nations. Come on. 
I have made thee become nations. God doesn't think like us. He doesn't. You see, and say, kings, go out from thee. It's, God is speaking in the present. I, uh, can you? Present and past. Kings are going out of you. As I'm speaking, they are going out. Ha! Shokabonda ha! You must stop giving the enemy credit in your life. Stop it. This is the God you serve. We say you are the only God. There's none beside you. Let's read on. Read on. (laughs) It gets interesting. He says, I have established my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. To their generations for a covenant age during to become God to thee and to thy seed after thee. Yes? And I have given thee and to thy seed after thee the land of thy sojournings. What if there is xenophobia in Canaan? Will it, will it affect this? Come on. Yo. Okay. It says, the whole land of Canaan for a possession age during, and I have become their God. They have not yet existed. I have become their God. They, remember, they are still in his loins. He has already made a covenant with them. God finishes before he begins. So anytime God is starting something, I want you to know it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Let's read on. On. And God said unto Abraham, And thou dost keep my covenant. (laughs) You have already kept it. Thou and thy seed after thee to their generations. Yes? Read on. Just keep moving till I stop you. Okay. Right. Next verse. This is my covenant which ye keep. Notice the tenses. Which ye keep. This is the literal translation from the Hebrew. Okay, this, this is how the Hebrew reads it. Yeah. So, this is my covenant which ye keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every male of you is to be circumcised. Amen. Now, God have to downgrade to say you need to be circumcised to enter into this covenant. Okay, let's read on. Come on. And ye have circumcised the flesh of your foreskin. He goes back to his dimension. (laughs) 
Touch someone and say, God is too much. God is too much. God, God is too much. I'm telling you, he's too much. Hey. Look at, and it has become a token of a covenant between me and you. It has already. Okay? Go on. And a son of eight days is circumcised by you. Question. Where is he? Hallelujah. Every male to your generations, born in the house and bought with money from any son of a stranger who is not of thy seed. Okay? He is certainly circumcised. Who is born in thine house? <laughs> or bought with thy money. And my covenant had become in your flesh a covenant aged during. Yes? He certainly is. Okay. No, let's go on. And an uncircumcised one, a male, the flesh of whose foreskin is not circumcised, even that per person hath been cut off from his people. My covenant he hath broken. Wow. <laughs> I love the Bible. Do you love it? Amazing. Amen. Amazing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see here that God had already finished yes. before he started talking to it. Before, before Abraham was born, it was finished. So I have news for you. Don't, don't be perturbed Amen. by whatever. Are you getting me? Yes. Don't allow anything to shake you. Yes. Let your faith be strong. Yes. Well founded yes. on the integrity of God. Yes. Think about his person. Yes. yes, think about his person. What kind of a person is he? Because there have been times I've made promises that I was not able to fulfill because of my limitation as a human being. But God doesn't have such limitations. Yeah. If he says something, Amen. he has the capacity. Amen. Are you getting me? Amen. He has what it takes. If God says to you, if God says to you, uh, a whale is flying. A whale, a whale flying in the sky. And it's yellow in color. Guess what? God is not a man that he should lie. Because he said it, it will happen. It will happen. That's the reason why the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie is because when he says it, in order for him not to be a liar, it happens. Are you getting the point? So when he, if, if he says, a whale flying in Midrand, guess what? It gets created. And it takes the form of what he said. And it manifests. Just like he said it. In order for God not to be a liar. So that kind of a God, do you think he will change when it comes to you? Why? 
We listen to the devil a lot of times. He lies to us. Yes? But I have news for you. It's time for you to begin to reign. It's time for you to begin to rule. God wants you to rule. He wants you to represent him. Okay? He has made us kings. And we've said this before. Have you ever seen a king without a kingdom? Hmm? Come on. Yeah, there's, there's a king next door. <laughs> Correct? We have one next door, just three hours away from here. Yes, King Swati. Yeah, of Swaziland. He is a king because he has a kingdom. So now, if he says, you have been made king, guess what? Fill in the blanks. You've got. You've got. You've got. Yes. You don't see it yet, but it's there. Being preserved for you. So you need to start practicing ruling. Because it will be somehow when you get to your kingdom and you don't know how to rule. (laughs) Yes. You start practicing. So you start ruling over situations. Start ruling over demons. Start ruling over principalities. Start ruling over powers. Start ruling over wickedness. Rule over your neighborhood in the spirit. When you stand there, you say, nothing. Satan, you cannot operate here. You take your stand. And I'm telling you, God will back you. God will back you. Especially if you stand and you declare as a king. Yeah. Declare as a king. He will have no choice. Because it's kingdom against kingdom. You go as a bride. <laughs> yeah, a bride is good for worship and you know being in the house, taking care of the house of God, you know, doing all the churchy stuff. That's bride. And that's okay. There's a place for that. But when it comes to ruling, yeah. brides don't rule. It's kings that rule. Are you following me? So you get up now and say, in the name of Jesus, I take my position as a king in God's kingdom. And I declare by the authority vested upon me, by Jesus Christ. From now on, Satan, you have no right to do this. You stop it right now. You stop it right now. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Some days ago, we, we exercised that authority. Huh? You know, there was going to be bloodbath in this nation. SMSs were sent. Did some of you get it? Yeah, some of you got it. And you think it was just... It's just that you don't know how wars start. You don't know. 
Go to Rwanda, find out how it started. Go to Sierra Leone, find out how it started. Go to Liberia, find out how it started. Then you know that sometimes you just hear certain things and you think it's just ordinary. There are demonic entities that ride upon those things. Blood-sucking demons. Telling you. In Sierra Leone, they would come. Uh, we had a neighbor from Sierra Leone who was telling us stories. They would come into a house and they said, do you want short sleeve or long sleeve? I said, yeah. And it's amputation. When they say that, do you want it here? Or do you want it here? And they chop it off. Yeah. So war is not good. Amen? And that's why we need to begin to take our position. Begin to rule. Every day, exercise authority. Begin to practice ruling. Practice ruling over your neighborhood. Begin to take charge. There must be no blood spilled on your street or in your community. Don't allow it to happen. You stand, take a stand and say in the name of Jesus, because I am here, it will not happen. Heaven, release angels to support me. So we're finishing to begin. Begin to rule. Okay? Yeah, we're raising people here who will rule. Who will rule over territories. And as you continue to rule, your influence will increase, 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 increase. And then you get to a point that when you command, hell will tremble. When you open your mouth, when you take a stand, I say, in fact, the devil will just be praying. Let her not say anything today. Please. Please. Whatever. Distract her. Do something so that she does not think about us. Because when she opens her mouth, things happen. Yeah. In the spirit, that's what happens. People, you see, you grow with time. The more you exercise your authority, the more your faith grows. The more your, 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 your authority increases. God will now begin to give you more and more and more and more. Because he knows you are helping him to rule on earth. You are taking your place. That's what you were born for. You were born to rule. There's a part of Nigeria where the colonial masters told the people, you are born to rule. And then the rest, they're not, they not qualified to rule. So because of that, up till today, they feel that to be president is their birthright. When any other person becomes president, they frustrate the person. Until they take charge. When they are there, then they are happy. Then there is peace. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So when Jonathan was in power, they brought Boko Haram to frustrate him. To get him out. Why? They say he is not qualified. He's not born to rule. They believe that it's their birthright. Can you imagine such a thing? Mm. Divide and rule. Mm. But we 
are the ones that are actually born to rule. Amen. Yes, we must rule over poverty. We must rule over sickness. Now, we're not saying go and dominate people and say, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm the king here. So all of you, you must listen to what I say. If you, say, if you do that, you'll be in trouble because God didn't send you to do that. Yes. So when sickness is coming into your house, you say, hey, 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 hey. Where do you think you are going? Back. Get out. Get out. Try it. I'm telling you. You see. In fact, I'm not saying, I, I don't mean try it. Just do it. Because trying and doing are two different things. Just do it. Do it, okay? When you feel it's like it's coming, it's coming. It usually comes at this time. You say, hey, seasons have changed. Okay? Yeah, I'm now in charge here. All right? In case you don't know, you can't get away with it. You used to before, but not anymore. Hallelujah. That's, That's what God has given you. That's why Jesus says the works that we do shall he, that he did, we can do. And he says greater works. Greater works. Have you even done the works that Jesus did? Before we even start talking of greater works. Hey! Go back and start reading the Gospels. Go back and read the Gospels. Yes, and you will see your eyes will open. By the way, how many people want to go the extra mile? <laughs> they are not sure. Yeah, we finished 21 days, okay? How many people want to go extra? Extra. You want extra? You can do extra. I like that. With food. Okay. He will do extra with food. Okay. How many people will do extra with food? How many people will do extra without food? With prayer. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want to do something. If you want if you want to join me, you can join me. Yeah. I want to I want to embark on a journey. All right? Through the book of Luke. Yes. With food, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Okay, they are with me. How many people are with me? <laughs> All right, with food, yes. Yes. Next week, I will give you more details. Hallelujah. Amen. But how many people are ready to, 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 to start even as we finish? Yes. You want to start ruling? Yes. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. 
For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.